You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Doing It For The Exposure, the show that aims to promote those that promote others. I'm your host, Mannequin Blue, and today's special guest is comedian and actor Alex Byrne. Hey, how you doing? Thanks very much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. It's interesting. It's so strange to us be on the other side of a talk show. Usually I'm the one that I'm my host, and now I'm like, someone wants to speak to me. It's such a nice turnaround. <laughs> You're seeing the other side of the curtain. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Alex you're a comedian and an actor so do you want to talk a little bit about how you got into that yeah I was actually you know like I was a I was a teenager and I didn't know what I wanted to do like I didn't have a, the first notion of what I wanted to do so naturally when you don't know what you want to do as a teenager you do a business course in college everyone does a business course in college doesn't know what they want to do so uh, what happened was it was actually like my last business college i was like i don't want to do this i know i did my exams otherwise i think it would have been the sound but <laughs> i just said you know i really want to i want to act like i'd never done anything before like even as a kid or a teenager i was terrified of being on stage i was terrified of acting never even crossed my mind but then i was like you know i really want to do this so when i left college i got my degree and was working i did some part-time courses in the gaiety so I did some part-time acting courses and did that and had a lot of fun and I felt like I was kind of lost at the end of it. I was like, well, I don't know kind of what to do. Like, I mean, I, I, I was like, I don't know where to go next or what I should kind of try acting wise. And I spoke to some people, like some actors and some teachers, and they all said, you should do comedy. I was like, really? They were like, yeah, like, you're a funny guy. So I did the part-time acting course and that was part-time acting course. I'm, see, I'm repeating myself now. First rule, don't repeat yourself. But <laughs> I did the part-time comedy course then. And from there, I just, yeah, I just started doing comedy and going around in the country and I performed in a few different countries like the US and Canada and stuff and kept the acting as well and most in a chat on now too during the pandemic because I'm not allowed to go outside and play and do those things anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad time to be a performer it's such a sad time well I <laughs> talk to some performers it's always a sad time to be a performer but this is particularly sad <laughs> <laughs> It's like post-performance blues, but forever. <laughs> it's not supposed to be real. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always say, like, you know, when you've done a show or something like that, post-performance blues are real. Like, I, I've done, like, a run of a play that was two weeks or something. Like, you've done it, and you're like, that was great, you know. And then you think, okay, I can't wait until Sunday, you know. I've, I've done it the way through, and it's finished, and I get to relax. As soon as midday and Sunday hit, so you're like, I'm so bored. I don't know what to do with myself today. So... I suppose for anybody listening who isn't involved in arts entertainment, like picture that like for 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, just 10 months of what am I doing with my life? And then like two months of this is great. <laughs> oh God. And what am I doing with my life is I'm sure some people out there know in podcast world is that that's quite a common theme in your late twenties as well. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be so depressed. 
<laughs> you can tell why I'm a comedian, can't you? I'm great. <laughs> how, how would you talk with the comedian? Oh God, you just feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, you mentioned that you have your own talk show and that's kind yes. of, I suppose that's the huge reason why I wanted to have you on the show in the first place, but we'll get to that in a second. Like, mm-hmm. obviously I want to have artists on the show, but you have your own show that is of the same thesis as this show, which is you interview other artists and you promote them. Yeah. So I suppose that kind of happened, like that kind of happened as we went into the second lockdown. I love the way we numbered these, by the way. I mean, it's, you know, when did you meet? Well, it was the third lockdown when we met. <laughs> You know, I was doing this in the second lockdown, and by the third lockdown, I was doing this. It's like a play or something like that. You know, by the third act, I really feel like the characters went in a different direction. <laughs> Everybody decided, everyone just had a mental breakdown. <laughs> so, but the thing, so, so what happened was, yeah, I, I, I was doing a thing during the, the first lockdown where, like, I was actually, I have a Tommy Cooper joke with here. Like, Tommy Cooper is my favorite comedian. And I was doing one of his jokes live every day. And it was only when we had a second lockdown, a friend of mine messaged me going, hey, you know, if you're going to be doing the jokes again, I'd love to see it. Like, I'd love to see you doing more stuff. I really enjoyed it last time. I kind of thought to myself, well, you know, I kind of did that last time. I don't really want to do it again. And I'm like, what should I do instead? And it was actually quite a quick transition. I was sitting there. It was a Friday morning. I was in work at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I was like, what could I do? I was like, maybe I could try and do a talk show. I I don't know how to do a talk show. And I was like, and I was like, oh, we can't do a talk show. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, a talk show wouldn't work. And then a few minutes later, I was like, what would I call a talk show? I was like, what would I call it? It's like, yeah, I call it the chats. Yeah, but stupid name. We wouldn't call it that. So I was sitting there like, you know, I wouldn't even know anyone to have on. And I was like, but who would I have on if I had a talk show? <laughs> and then at that stage at 10 o'clock, I think, what will I do? I, you know, a talk show might be fun. From that, by 11 o'clock, I was texting people. I knew comedians and actors going, hey, I'm starting a talk show next Thursday. Do you want to be on? <laughs> so it kind of just went from there. And like, we've been running now since, I think, late October we started. So I think we've done 12 episodes now. So and we go live every Thursday at 7 o'clock on Facebook. Brilliant. No, I love, I, I just love that you were, you kind of had to talk yourself into it. <laughs> you kind of did a roundabout way of, no, that wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> It's like, it's like, I'll show him. <laughs> I'll show all those naysayers who are me. That bit in the Simpsons when Homer stands up. You people have held me back long enough. I'm doing a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what kind of things then do you talk about on your show? Well, I suppose like, you know, I, it's always so nice because people always message me before the show and like they're, they're ha- so happy to be on. And it's always and I really appreciate people say like, you know, what do I need to prepare or what do I need to talk about? I'm always like, well, look, I mean, you don't need to prepare anything. I always say the one thing I always prepare is the only question I have is I ask people, how has the pandemic affected you? Like, you know, you were this area of entertainment, you work in this kind of artistic industry, this particular sector. How have you personally been affected? That's the only thing I prepare because, you know. I find that like if I prepare one question like that, you know, it's all I have gone in, you know, kind of starts the conversation, but it gives it a more kind of natural flow. Like, you know, I don't want to be sitting there listening and going, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have to ask this question next year. Yeah. Oh, but what do you think about this? You know, I suppose it's interesting in the sense that it's a very casual kind of conversation and it almost kind of forces me more to listen because, you know, I have to listen very intently to make sure I have the correct response. I really enjoy the conversations, but I have to listen so intently it's like I have to listen to this person. But that's what my mates always say. Like, when my mates first watched it, like, they watched it and they were like, oh, I watched your new show. I was like, oh, what did you think? And they were like, 
it's not a comedy. What's that all about? I'm like, yeah, it's not a comedy. It's a talk show. I told you it was a talk show. But you didn't say it was. A, you never said it wasn't a comedy talk show. Like, no, it's not a comedy talk show. I just talk to people. They're like, but you're not making jokes and, you know, going blah, 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 blah. They're saying you're sitting there and you're listening to people talk. I'm like, yeah. Like, why did you do that in real life? (laughs) 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 It's great as well, because I'm saying to, like, I'm saying to, like, my, like, friends that I'm texting them, like, how are you getting on during the pandemic? Because it it is horrible. It's a a sad kind of thing for people to go through three times. And I say to people like, how are you getting on? They're like, oh God, you know, I'm very lonely. I wish I had someone to talk to. I was like, you need to sit in your talk show. I said, your phone won't stop. I says, I talk to more people now than when I was allowed to see them. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to, in an attempt where we're supposed to be cocooning, I managed to make myself popular. <laughs> I just want to go back to like teenage me and be like, it's okay, you get there. <laughs> No, I know exactly what you mean. I think I feel the same way. Like I talk mm. to more people now than I ever talked to before. <laughs> and I've cut back. Like we've we've cut back to a bi-weekly show. It used to be a weekly show. And I still feel like, oh God, I have to talk to loads of people. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picturing that. Like it's like a diet or something. Like your friend texts like, oh, hey, how are you doing today? You'd respond, sorry, I'm trying to cut back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a diet. Just leave me alone. <laughs> but it do, it does get to that point though, because I'm at the stage now that where like I talk to so many people on the mm. show, and because I do other podcasts, I jump in on other podcasts as well. So yes. I talk to so many people during the week that by the time a friend messages me, I'm just like, oh, I'm burnt out. I'll get back to them later. <laughs> oh, I know, the, I know the exact feeling. Like I, I, I'm like that meme. It's like you know, if I respond to your text, it's either you know five minutes or three to five working days. Yeah, <laughs> because there's no in between. But I think that's a unique thing, like you know, for yourself and for myself, like the shows that we do. Like, there's always, I suppose, such a, I suppose, such an aura around artists, like whether it's a musician or an actor or a comedian. Like, there's such an an aura around them of you know, like people, like if somebody's walking down the road and they see something getting shot with a camera, they automatically stop and go, "Oh my god, what's going on here?" And like you and I, like we'll, we'll talk to like more artists in a day than most people will, like in a month. And I, I, that's why I kind of wanted to do the show as well, to show, like, you know, although the pandemic has been horrible for everyone, you know, this is a whole industry of people that have been completely, like, wiped out and affected. So it's almost like it, it humanizes the artists and it lets the kind of public see, you know, these are kind of real people who have been affected by this as well. It kind of, you know, draws back the curtain or something like that, you know, and lets people see the behind the artist. And it's very kind of interpersonal, I suppose, because it's, it's a conversation in front of the world. Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense as well, because, like, you know we as artists we kind of have this I suppose we put up this facade about ourselves as well where we only want people to see when we're doing like cool projects and when we're doing well and yeah and and so the whole thing about lockdown hitting and we're all out of work and we're all just sitting here kind of like yeah we're obviously we're working on things behind the scenes and that but because we're not out there you know in your face we're kind of just going all right what do I do now Nobody knows about me anymore. I've, you know, I've disappeared. So it, it is good to do things like this to show people, look, we're still here. We're still working away. You just kind of can't see us at the minute. Yeah. And it's nice just, I suppose, to talk to like people who have the same interest because like I, I, when it comes to the comedy and it comes to the acting, like as much as I love being on stage and doing the show, like a lot of the fun is, you know, 
going to the show or you know before you go on stage or or the rehearsals like that's great because everybody's in the same boat and everybody's doing the same thing so it's been quite nice i suppose to kind of reconnect with people and you know have be able to have proper conversations and to be able to like 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 yourself meet new people with similar interests and have those conversations too oh yeah absolutely and and this is the thing about it as well is that a lot of the time you would have artistic friends that you would only see maybe once or twice a year at events or you know you might see them more often you might see them all the time but only at events and so it's kind of weird going from that to lockdown and then not seeing anyone mm, exactly i tell you what though i'm happy we have this technology could you imagine if it was 20 years ago <laughs> everyone on the block of your phone's just like what are you doing <laughs> everybody's just hanging their paintings out the windows going look i did something <laughs> screaming at people. i'm screaming at people can't buy from my window do you want to hear a joke <laughs> <laughs> he's walking his dog and i told you yesterday no i'm like all right dad see you later i know it's so funny as well because you know for people like yourself who are comedians usually when you meet somebody new like in a pub or whatever and they say oh what do you do and you say i'm a comedian they always say tell me a joke oh, every single time and and like i know people who are comedians who absolutely hate that they're like i'm not gonna perform on demand but i'd say at this point comedians are like please let me tell you a joke yeah it is it's sort of complete 180 like in the sense that it's like hey so um you heard any jokes today but you know it's almost one of those like you're right you're in the bar it's like oh what do you do i'm a comedian oh tell me a joke yeah yeah sure what do you do oh i'm an accountant okay here's my you know pc go through with it <laughs> <laughs> But I almost say it's like it's like a superpower almost because when you say like go to like your local shop like there's a century down the road where I'm good friends and one of the managers like and the good thing about being a comedian is like beforehand they might have been like oh hey what's up how are you getting on oh well you know <clears throat> my, my dog got run over last week jeez all right but when you're a comedian you go in and you say well, how are you getting on he goes oh well my dog ran over last week but first let me tell you a joke. <laughs> so there's that side of it too <laughs> it's like a superpower people don't want to give you bad news they don't want to hear a joke or tell a joke there's no such thing as bad news anymore and I think that's great and I think that you know a time like this as well where it's so unpredictable and it's so hard that it's so important to have I suppose you know to be able to have the ability to have a laugh and to be able to have a joke for people it's so important yeah oh yeah absolutely and I think we need it more now than than we did before <laughs> I hope so <laughs> you know we're in son of lockdown and <laughs> nothing's happening oh and just the, the numbered lockdowns it's, it's incredible and like it's so funny when you listen it's like you know it's like we are lockdown three and you know level five tier fairy red what <laughs> what was it a friend of mine said on another show he said it, it was like two lock two down <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite one, and it was just, it's again, it's, you can't beat the classic lockdown too, electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> well, what would you call this one then? Lockdown three parabellum or something? Lockdown three, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> I know. Look, that's my motto. <laughs> I, I know which side I chose. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, as, as good and all as it is, like doing like the live gigs, it, it, I mean, doing the online, it's great. But you know, we miss the live gigs. Like you miss the audience being there and the audience experience and the stuff like that as well. Because that's that's kind of the roots of it. Like that's you know, even stage actors. Like you know, I've seen people stuck in screen projects, but like, you know, the stage I find so much fun. Like even when people go out to the theater, there's still such a big you know, oh, 
well, we're going to the theater. It's such still a big event, I think, for people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I have a friend who she's going back a ways at this point now, but he was on the first episode of the show and he's a theater director. So we used to mm. always go anytime he was directing a new play or anything, we would always go for like opening night. And it's the whole thing. It's not just the going to the play, but then it's, you know, the, the sticking around and having the glass of wine after and getting to know all the other actors. Like it really is an experience. Mm. And, you know, like, I suppose as well, like everybody's going to be like minded there as well, like because you go in you know, you're doing a comedy show, for example, you know, everybody here is interested in comedy, everybody here is a comedian, so you can have quite similar conversation, you know, joke about gigs, you know, the gigs that went well, the gigs that didn't go so well, and then, you know, it's something really nice about it, because you can have these conversations with, you know, 90% of the people you talk to. Yeah, it's nice to have somebody who you can say, oh, let me tell you about this awful experience I had, and they go, oh my God, I had the same. Yeah. <laughs> It's like talk. It's like talking to an ex. Let me tell you about the awful break of that. Same. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 good though. It because it, it beats. It, it does beat. You know, talking to somebody who's not kind of in that industry, and you go, "Oh, I had this horrible time at this gig or whatever," and they just go, "Yeah, I can't relate." <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it, it's an escape though as well because like you know unless you're at a level where you're earning money for a work at full time, you know, you're doing it as a hobby. Like it's an industry that's so unique in the sense that, you know, a lot of people are doing it and not getting paid unless you're at a particularly very high level. And like, I love that in the sense, you know, there's so many people doing it with that. So it is an escape. If you have a bad day or something like that, you know, you know, you can go onto a stage or you can work on this piece or something like that. And it's going to let you for the short time you're doing it feel really good and feel really happy. You know, you're like, this is where I need to be. This is my happy space. This is where I'm comfortable. Yeah, I, that, no, that's exactly it. I think it, it does really help when you're loving what you're doing and you enjoy what you're doing. And it is an escape for you because there's far too many jobs in the industry where they just want you to do it for the exposure, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I mean, it's, it's, it's what you mean, like doing it for the exposure? Doing it for the exposure. <laughs> We're breaking the fort wall, folks. <laughs> no, but that, that, that is very true. Like I know I, I spoke to a I spoke to a comedian who's in New York at the moment on the chats recently. And she was basically how much do you get paid for doing like things in comedy here? So well, look, you might get paid, you might get this, you might get that. And she's like, I get paid this and this for a gig. She goes, like, you need to, you know, you need to tell the place, look, I'm doing this, but I need to live as well that's the thing like i mean and i suppose that's a thing for artists like too often we hear the expression starving artists and you know mm -hmm. you hear about people who you know went to be whatever kind of industry it was and they basically had no money they were living in their car and they were just doing their gigs and stuff it's a commitment for people willing to go through all that to maybe you know that one percent chance that you will be successful and make it and that this is it like because it's it's hard it's so tough to do gig after gig where you're not getting paid but then of course you're doing those gigs and you're thinking to yourself oh well what if there's someone else there who wants to hire me and they will pay me and so it's kind of a double-edged sword where you you don't want mm. to be doing all these free gigs but you also feel like you have to to kind of push yourself further yeah like you never know who you're going to meet like for example I did a gig out in UCD comedy gig back in 2017 and I was only still relatively new to the comedy but I was doing a gig and as part of my part of my act I do magic as part of my act too you know just a bit of silly magic a few jokes and stuff and there was a guy I was performing with that night who 
they said, look, can I talk to you after the show? So when I spoke to him, he said, look, I work as an entertainer. He goes, I saw your act. I think it's really good. If you want, I can get you work as a professional entertainer doing like, you know, corporate events and, you know, kids parties and stuff like that. And that was, these are gone on nearly four years ago. Since then, like him and I have become good friends. He's basically, you know, he's a very good friend of mine. He's basically been like my manager and he's been able to get me kind of work and like, you know, good paying work when it's available. Like I've been able to do anything for the past year or so, but like, but that's again the point of you know I could have said ah oh, you know I don't fancy doing that gig I went and I did that gig for free and through that I met this guy and you know we've worked together on lots of different things and I've got lots more experience with him so it is you're quite right with the double edge so you never know who's going to be there and who's going to see you yeah exactly like that's and I I hate to because I hate saying to people oh you should do the free gigs but I usually do tell people if you're starting out don't leave yourself broke, but do some of the free gigs because you have to build connections somehow. Mm. Like you're not going to build connections sitting at home and just posting on Instagram. Like that helps, but you you do need, if you want the work, you have to put yourself out there. Yeah, you have to be seen to be basically, it, it, it's, it's the old school way of, you know, putting the grind in. Like you have to be seen, like, you know, you can't be sitting there messaging place like, hey, I want to perform at your place. It's like, you know, a lot of people go see a show and then they perform at the place as well. I mean, I love the way we're having this discussion now. I'd be happy with, you know, going to see any type of gig at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll pay to perform on the stage. You don't have to pay me. I'll pay you. <laughs> Tonight we have a man painting a wall for three hours on stage. I'm in. <laughs> it's like we could do two shows out of that. You watching the man paint or watching the paint dry. They're both very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know I I miss the performing and I miss the the going out <laughs> yes uh it's it, it's 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 just such a different world and like it's always great you know that when you have the last show as well although you do like I said they get the blues it's that night out like the final night out where you're all celebrating and stuff it's such a nice feeling everyone's got such a buzz and it's a real it, it, it's kind of like it's it's almost like a drug you get such a high off and there's such there's no other feeling you get that compares to it whatsoever yeah yeah exactly and I, I think that's in partly that's partly why um you get such a a, a come down at the end of it then you know like you were saying your post-performance blues because it's like you get such a high and then you go oh what's what's happening now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go back into the real world I want to go back to the acting world I want to stay here <laughs> just leave me on the stage I'll be fine <laughs> I don't like this hangover <laughs> <laughs> And again, we're in the midst of a 10-month hangover of that now, where it's just 10 months of like, well, when are we going to get to perform again? Like, I mean, yeah. I, I was cast in a short film last February, okay? Last mm-hmm. February is, we still haven't shot it. Oh, no. Like, it's going on, like, next. I think we were supposed to shoot it last March, and we're shooting it this March. And I was saying to the director, it's like, I think it's like a 10, 15-minute piece. I says, look, I says, you're working on it for a year. This better be a motion picture. what's on for 12 months how long is it 10 minutes sorry (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no you're right though because i've i've done short films in the past you know not not in them but like as a makeup artist and stuff and they do even the ones that are about 10 15 minutes long they take about a year just to edit Mm. they do like i mean and i that that is one part now i mean i respect for anyone who does that like i'm more part of you know the writing and you know acting side when it comes to editing i saw a friend of mine we were working on a project together i saw him edit something once and i was like i am never editing something i, like, I do not have the patience for that or the skill 
more so the second one. But <laughs> <laughs> no, look, mass respect for that because I know a lot of people think it's just you know people go and point cameras and that's the thing. Not like the amount of afterwork that has to be done with that, you know, sound and you know editing is just post production. That's what I'm looking for. Post production, it's just it's a daunting task. And my hack is off to anyone who can do it. It's an incredible, incredible skill to have. Oh yeah, no, I mean like I've done, I think I've done two maybe two small video segments for the podcast and this this is completely why I don't do video podcasts (laughs) but I think I did we did one before where it was like a question and answer because a lot of people were writing in asking questions and I said right I'll just do a video and I'll answer all of them at once and it'll be fine Hmm. and it took about I think it was like six hours to edit 15 minutes worth of video and I was just like I'm not doing video podcasts (laughs) I'm just not doing it See, that's why I, that's why I'm just like, I go live with the chat when we're doing Thursday, seven days. So I was a live show. I'm like, I'm not editing this. Look, whatever happens, happens in this hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's all live and it's all on sense. Let's just go. And see, that, that's another thing I love as well. Like people say like, what should I talk about? So what can I talk about? I'm like, look, this is your, your time. Like, I mean, you talk about whatever you want. Like you've been affected by this pandemic. So it's been shut down. Like you talk about whatever you want. And I like doing that. I like I like having you know kind of no restrictions for people like that. You know, God knows there's restrictions everywhere bloody else. But on my show, there's no restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a level. We're level zero. Everyone yeah. else is level five. <laughs> yeah, that's I I kind of feel the same way doing this show as well. And I know that mm. like to to peel back the curtain a bit, I do get people to to send me in just kind of talking points and things that they want to talk about. But that's more purely for because a lot of people who come on the show are very, very nervous and they don't know what to talk about. And at least if I have it written down, what mm, they said more, they wanted I'm, to talk about, I can kind of go, what about this? And, and point to that. And here's mm. another thing that you want. And so they go, oh yeah, that's great. I think that's one of my problems. I'm just, I'm too shy. I never have enough to say. <laughs> you hardly said anything at all. I know, I know. That's why if anybody's listening to this, we were before the show, you were saying, oh, so well, you know, we could fill out we could fill we could fill the podcast with whatever you want. I was like, let's try conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Words usually. I mean, I'm I'm personally a fan of the half hour juggling segment, but <laughs> <laughs> now and next on the show we will be playing a half an hour game of who could stay quiet the longest. <laughs> no, no, no video, just audio. <laughs> <laughs> I lose now, Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a half an hour goes through, and it's like, sorry, I forgot to press record. Can we do it again? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even joke about that. I have to check that I'm actually recording now. You are. I can see it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were like, you were like alluding to yourself there. It's like, uh, you know, some people come on the show, and you know, they're, they're so nervous. But we didn't know it was the host. <laughs> it was the host going like, oh god i really don't want to do this <laughs> are you kidding like me every you know every two weeks now it's a pep talk before i go on i worked in entertainment before the pandemic but i never mm. talked to anybody i just made balloons and handed them out and they would you know that counts as entertainment but that's like the friendliest balloon modeler ever. Hi, can I? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> here you go. Go away. Well, you're probably the same as me because I've worked doing balloon modeling as well. And the, the, the greatest part of that is like, okay, cool. Everybody, you know, form a line, please. Form a line and make your balloons. All of a sudden, you have a, you are surrounded in a line because people go, make me this, make me this, make me this. Yeah, yeah. And I always, I always, my favorite is that one kid where there's about 30 kids waiting for a balloon. And some kid comes up and he's like, can I have two? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when everyone else has one. <laughs> no, no, my, my favorite one is when, you know, the grandmother comes up in the line and she's like, I need six balloons for my grandkids who aren't here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> They aren't here, yeah. Well, that's a bit of a new problem. And and they all want like you know really complicated things. They all want helicopters or something. <laughs> I always live. Look, you can have a. People always say to me at my gigs, like the kids will come up, like, "What can you make?" I'm like, "I can make swords. I can make dogs. I can make giraffes. I can make cats that look like dogs. I can make <laughs> dinosaurs that look like dogs. I can make horses that look like dogs." Do you know what though? Stay with that. Just, yes. just stay with because I made the mistake of learning all the big grand oh. things that you can do. Like I, I learned all the Spider Man and you know the whatever it is that's popular, Paw Patrol and everything. Just nice. stay with the dogs and the swords. Don't, <laughs> don't go any bigger. Yeah, I was given that advice fairly early in my career. Like I, I used to be like, I went to the kid was like, oh, what do you want me to make you? I was pulled aside and was like, never say that. Yeah. Never say that. Don't go up and say, "Hi, do you want this or do you want this?" Yeah, yeah. Like and if I they say, "I want something else." Repeat the question. I was being, <laughs> I was being like really full of myself one time at a fe- it was, it was some community festival, and I had just learned how to do, you know, the whole hand. Mm, yes. And I, I had thought to, it was kind of a slow day, so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna take this whole hand and I'm gonna try and turn it into an infinity gauntlet." <laughs> so I did that and it took it took like you know 20 minutes or whatever and I, I figured it out and I put all the balloons in and just as I had finished the thing six kids walked up and they all wanted one. Oh no <laughs> I was like oh why do I do this to myself oh <laughs> so much for your quiet there it's like there's no one here it's like six people turn up it's like oh <laughs> And that's always the way. You, like, you can never judge a gig. You always say to yourself, if it's slow, I'll do the bigger things. Yeah. And if it's if it's busy, I'll do the, the quicker things. But the problem is you get to a gig and it's slow. Yeah. And then you go, okay, I'll do some of the bigger things because I have time. But then the kids just like, they just kind of mitosis or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they multiply and they come out of nowhere. <laughs> and then, you, then you're stuck making, you know, 50 infinity gauntlets. Oh, God. But I suppose that's the thing as well. Like, uh, and that was same with me fairly early in my like career. Where I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go in. I'm going to do this for this long, this for this long, and that's going to happen there. But you know, it's a case of you never know how it's going to go, as you said, until it happens. Like, you know, you could do something. And, you know, it all depends on what feels right. Like, and you know, I, I'm always so the worst when it comes to these gigs. I'm so relaxed. I call it right, and I'm like, so what are you going to do? It's like, oh, look, you know, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. Three hours, I'll do something. Don't worry. <laughs> it'll happen and then at the end of like that went well it's like i know look because i never planned out like some people are very like what are you going to do for this half an hour to this half an hour what are you going to do here here and here it's like look let me know what you need me to say then i'll do my show it's it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that's always funny but oh, look it's entertaining like I, i'll admit i've missed it the last year because it, it's a job but it's a fun job to do like it's 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 great yeah it is and you're do you know what i love about it as well you're always somewhere different yes it's always quite fun, like going into like these different places, like like when you're say like hired to work in a company building. All of a sudden, like you know, you're going to like the backstage part of this like company that you've known, and you're like, Jesus, you know, I shouldn't be in here. This is <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to be in here? You realize you're in the wrong building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've done that. Google. 
There's about four Google but buildings all on, on the, the same street. I've done that Google. Oh, you're right. It is on the internet. <laughs> Girl wanders into the wrong building, makes balloons, causes an infinity gauntlet filled up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now host, now host talk show. Oh, see, there, there's you. Yeah. <laughs> Girl was quoted as saying, I was doing it for the exposure. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, we do have fun. <laughs> we do. Uh, look, it's great, and like it, it's a job that you know, no two days are the same. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> when it when it's good, it's great. Oh, absolutely. When it's good, you can't beat it. But I uh, look. I just hope we can go back to it soon. I suppose that's been the one big frustrating takeaway from this. Like, likes you and me, we don't know we can go back to do what we want to do. That's the most frustrating part. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even you know, when it comes back, is it going to be the same? You know, mm. or are we going to have to adjust the way we... I mean, we probably will have to adjust the way we were doing things before because I can't imagine it'll straight away go back to the way mm. it was. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we both kind of went, oh, yeah. <laughs> this has my, gone a bit deep. <laughs> <laughs> my, my big takeaway from it is, though, and this happened, like, when I was fortunate enough to do a couple of gigs last year, like, when we weren't that strict. I don't know. We were level, like, 3.6 or whatever or something like that. You know, you could go somewhere as long as you carry the... 15 euro meal or something like that on your, on your person at all times or something I don't know I, I had bleach in the glove compartment I don't know what it was all I know is I was there but what happened was I, I was like oh great you know comedy this is cool you know first gig in months and right before I got on stage I was like how the hell do I do this again <laughs> it's like a muscle I hadn't worked it out in so long I'm like I can't remember how this works <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like learning how to ride a bike, you know, as long as you don't forget. Exactly. And as long as you cycle that bike within five kilometers of your home. Yeah, with bleach in the basket. <laughs> bleach in the basket and a 15 euro meal attached to the belt. <laughs> Just because I, I don't want to finish up the show without, you know, all the socials and stuff. So... Where is the best place for people to follow you and your your own show as well? Well, the best place for people to follow myself and I suppose my main place I'm active is on Facebook. I haven't quite gone onto the Instagram yet because, you know, I'm nearly 30. I'm just, I'm not that stage. And it's a case of, <laughs> yeah, so my show is called The Chats. Like, it's, it's quite similar to your own show. It's for creative people to come on. It's a show I set up for, you know, actors and musicians, comedians and everything in between, basically. Everybody involved with the arts industry to come on and discuss how they've been affected by the pandemic and what's been going on. And we go live on Facebook every Thursday from 7 to 8 Irish time. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to check it out, if you want to hear more of me, I'd be amazed if you did. But it's a case of <laughs> if you'd like to check out my show. It's like, sorry, we've already heard you talk for about three days. <laughs> but, <laughs> if you guys would like to check out the show and if anybody's listening to this, you'd like to even come on the show as well. It's the chats on Facebook at the chats talk show. I mean, if you guys want to go on and have a look, I'm always happy to have new people on the show if you're interested. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd absolutely love to see you guys there. And I suppose that's all I can say. It's the best place to find me. And apart from this show, I've really enjoyed being on this show. This is the other place to find me. It's been absolutely great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're definitely going to be, now that we know that you exist, we're going to be pushing your show as well because it's Thank you. it's essentially the same idea. It's mm. promoting artists and that's what we set out to do with this. And so it's, it's kind of, it's nice to see somebody else doing it. It takes the pressure off me a little bit. 
<laughs> I, you should totally promote the chats like you know it's essentially the, the, the chat is essentially the same idea as this just not done as well <laughs> oh I don't know now in fairness like I, I was kind of having a look at your show and going god he has you know three people on a week how does he have the energy for that and I do one person every two weeks <laughs> <laughs> please upload this this part with just no context yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's still like some sort of fiend. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on my show now next month as well. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Payback's a bitch. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> See, I have to be professional on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way it's like a spoiler in front of us. Like, I have to be professional on this show, but when I'm on your show, you have to be professional. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you'd think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before I laugh myself to death, <laughs> is there anything that you would love to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? I don't know. It's a very good question. I suppose we've talked. I mentioned that I'm a comedian, didn't I? <laughs> once or twice <laughs> no just apart from that like I mean the chats is where I am you know the chats talk show Thursday 7 to 8 live on Facebook apart from that no I think we've had a really good chat and I've uh, really enjoyed being on the show so thank you very much for having me on oh yeah thanks for agreeing to be on I was like super excited when I saw that you were doing a show and I was like I have to have him on the show and promote him <laughs> You're not the only show in this town, partner. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make a posse. <laughs> but instead of like having a duel on the street, we just decide to be friends and talk to each other. Yeah, and promote everybody. <laughs> oh, I like your idea of having a posse, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what, would we, what would we call it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to come up with a name by the time you come on to the chats. Yeah, <laughs> this is too much pressure for on the spot. I, for, for the first time ever, this is a worldwide exclusive. I will prepare a second question for the chats. My first question is always, my only question is always, how have you been affected by the pandemic? But now the second question will be, what are we calling our posse? So this is a worldwide exclusive for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> how about the fighting mongooses? The fighting mongooses, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> And why did you come up with the name? Well, you know, fighting mongoose, the podcast, that whole relationship. Yeah, it just seemed a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Honestly, I haven't laughed this much in a while. So, you know, you know, your comedy is <laughs> on point. Oh, thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. And thank you again for having me on. I'm looking forward to having yourself on the chats as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. And we'll be we'll be pushing that too. <laughs> Thank you very much. Not, people... as much as I, not as much as I've been pushing it here. Yeah. <laughs> people can see me on the other side of it. I <laughs> know oh, we're gonna do a complete role reversal. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, honestly, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Either. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> So if you enjoyed this episode of Doing It For The Exposure and would like to hear more in the future, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-I-F-T-E Podcast. You can also check out our stream on nerdtoknowmedia.com. We stream bi-weekly on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. 
Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.